Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey make history as history repeats itself. As for the sixth straight year, the Chiefs will play for the AFC Championship, beating the Bills 27-24 Sunday night in Buffalo in another instant classic between these two teams. And above all that, it was a Philadelphia Eagle who had one of the most memorable (laughs) moments of the night. Let's talk about it today on 10 Things. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of 10 Things. All right, what is up, guys? I'm Haley Lewis. I'm joined by BJ Kissel. We appreciate you guys joining us live, as always, listening to the podcast here on the Kansas City Sports Network, the highest-ranked Chiefs podcast network two years in a row. And, of course, that's because of all of you guys supporting us. So thank you so much to you guys and to our entire crew for putting in the great work. We've got to talk about the Chiefs now heading to their sixth straight AFC title game. Also, Patrick Mahomes is, coincidentally, sixth straight year as a starter. <laughs> BJ, let me ask you this. How you feeling after last night? A sigh of relief because I know we got to do the the show together. Mm-hmm. And in the fourth quarter, both of us were a little like, yeah. my body literally sensed tension so much that my uh, watch was like, you need to relax. It's like, you that's, try relaxing. That's funny. Yeah. I And first of all, shout out everybody at Holiday Distillery, everybody that came up. It was a yeah, garage party uh, that we had up in West End. It was a great time. Uh, it was packed. Uh, and we got to see... An awesome game uh, with awesome food. Thanks to our friends at Mission Taco yeah, uh, for catering it up there. But yeah, I think you know Patrick Mahomes undefeated on the road. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that storyline now because uh, so much was made throughout the week of it being Patrick Mahomes' first road game. But there's so much to break down from that game and just a back and forth affair. We talked about it uh, as we were on the, the watch party stream yeah. that you know it felt like whoever was going to have the ball last was going to win that game as we got into the fourth quarter because nobody had really made a stop both teams were moving mm-hmm. the ball uh in different ways uh, which is cool which is fun to get into some of these numbers about what was different from that game last night compared to what we've seen uh for both teams uh offensively and defensively uh throughout the regular season but uh yeah a whole lot of fun excited to do this show but yeah last night was one of those memorable games and now it's setting the stories the script being written for the 2023 Kansas City Chiefs and what was, you know, the the tales of their demise were greatly exaggerated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what I mean, the we, were, we were part of it too. Like it was definitely after the Packers game. I think all of us were hitting the panic panic button a little too much. I'm not saying that we're part of the crew saying, "Ah, oh, the Chiefs are washed. Yeah, it's not, terrible." But definitely, it did leave a lot of people to wonder. All right, what's the rest of the regular season going to look like? Because is this going to hell in a handbasket, or are they going to be able to? Mahomes it, figure it out, survive, and they've found another way to win, I guess. Yeah. I got guilty of the what's the ceiling of this team because the sure. margin of error has been different than yeah. it has been. But uh, you'll never catch me doubting Andy Reid or Patrick Mahomes in <laughs> uh, their ability to get it done when it matters the most. Uh, I think we saw that. I think we saw them be able to overcome some mistakes. I don't know how yeah. many teams um, collectively could have shaken off the McCall Hardman play the way that the Chiefs did, that could have broke a lot of teams uh, with the way that all kind of transpired in the moment and, and who it was. And he touched the ball twice in the red zone, fumbled both times. Uh, first of all, shout out, it's not on our list here that we'll get into uh, here in a sec, but shout out Justin Watson for wrestling the first fumble. It was one of those plays that like most people aren't going to remember, but McCall Hardman's first fumble, 
that was in the hands of a, a Bills player, and Justin Watson basically just took it away from him. Yeah. Uh, and so those are those little plays throughout the game, and I'm excited to get through. Some of these numbers are crazy as we get into this, but um, but yeah, uh, before we get into it, obviously, shout out Holiday Distillery for everything yeah. they did last night for taking care of us and um, all the folks that we had up there with us, but also shout out Mission Taco Joint. We talk about them all every Monday on this show because they're the sponsor of this program. Uh, we know that we have three locations now in Kansas City with South Plaza, Crossroads, and Leewood, and you get 10% off your order every Tuesday by simply mentioning KCSN, but also want to tell you that you can still check out their catering for watch parties if you got AFC Championship game, you need to get it catered. Call Mission Taco. They've got taco bars and appetizer options for pickup or delivery, and due to the weather, all Kansas City locations will be extending their KC Restaurant Week deals Ooh. until Sunday, January 28th. So we had some phenomenal food last night. Thanks to our friends at Mission Taco and they help on our foundation side. Mm-hmm. Great people giving back to the community with us in a lot of cool ways. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to, to get in these 10 things. There's some really cool nuggets and <laughs> stats in here. It's going to be a lot of meat. Yeah. of time to, to react to a lot of it. But uh, and shout out to everybody watching uh, live on YouTube or uh, any social media platform. Uh, please, we'd like this show to be interactive. So yeah. send us your questions and comments. Tucker Franklin's producing this thing and. He'll bring those up. We'll react to those as well. He's been a producing maniac lately. You've been a talking down the floor. How's the thrill? Like, how are you feeling? You streamed and talked for like five hours. I thought we talked about last night. You bringing me a nice little tea with some honey and little kids got out of the kids messed it all up, man. Get canceled. School canceled. (laughs) School getting canceled for our kids this morning. That came out of nowhere. The good thing is we're feeling good this morning. I thought it was going to go one or two ways. I was going to wake up extremely cranky and mad that I had to be here, or I was going to wake up being exhausted and tired, but happy about it. Because I don't know about you or the rest of the people watching this. I could not shut it down last night. Yeah. Like I could not turn off my brain. I I probably maybe fell asleep around 2 uh, a.m., but... You want me to dive into this one? Let's get into it. All right, let's start off the bats or off the top. Chiefs advance to the AFC Championship game for the sixth straight year. That's what we were talking about in the intro after taking down the Bills. 27 to 24, the Chiefs have now advanced, wow, to the AFC Championship round in the playoffs for six consecutive seasons, extending a franchise record. I think that's what's extremely important. The club becomes the second team in the NFL history to play in at least six consecutive conference championship games by qualifying for this sixth straight AFC Championship. The Chiefs have broken their tie with the Oakland Raiders womp womp, for the second longest streak of consecutive conference championship appearances in the NFL. Only the 2011 through 2018 New England Patriots with eight have more than six consecutive appearances. The fact that Kansas City is now in conversation. I mean, now we have statistical conversations surrounding the similarities between that run with Tom Brady and the Patriots and the Kansas City Chiefs. You cannot deny a dynasty is being built here. You can't. And I was going to look up the numbers and see how many playoff wins. I'll look at the numbers here in a second after I make this point. But yeah, I, it's, it is the golden, like we talked about before, it's the golden age. And that's yep. what I love about this show is, it's not just, you know, saying those platitudes and things that everybody's thinking, but really adding the meat to the context mm-hmm. of why you can say those things and how you can back them up. It's a lot easier now yep. uh, as these numbers keep stacking up, but six straight AFC championship game. Uh, appearances. No, this one will obviously be on the road, so slightly different. But again, you talk about the script makers for the NFL. <laughs> for this Chiefs team to have Miami, who at one point was the nobody's going to stop this team offensively. It's the greatest yeah. offense ever. To Buffalo, who everybody has said is going to be the biggest threat to the Chiefs every year, uh, comes up. And then Baltimore, who 
first week to now has been the hottest team and the most consistent team in the AFC yeah. as far as what they've shown. For the Chiefs to beat Miami, obviously that one being at home, but to go on the road against Baltimore and Buffalo uh, to win to potentially go to another Super Bowl, you're getting to a point where doubters have nothing. They, there's too much yeah. ammo on the other side to be like, even if you're a Josh Allen fan, even if you're a Lamar Jackson fan, you can't doubt what Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, Steve Spagnuolo, and the Cole crew has been able to do. Yeah. Special. Mahomes on the win afterwards, coming off, uh, getting to the podium saying, we just came with the mindset that we were going to come together, put our best foot forward, and see if we could come out with a win. That takes mentality throughout the week and execution on every single play. We did a great job of that today. Of course, he said this last night. Um, what I take from that is the fact that he's acknowledging just how much of a, in the end he does this often, but just how much of a mental battle it is to be able to compete at a high level consistently with a target on your back. I've said this many times. It is not always the most talented. Now, I'm not saying Patrick Mahomes isn't the most talented. I believe that he is. But it's not always the most talented that prevail. It is the ones who can handle the pressure and mentally stay tough throughout this. Coach Reed has even said that constantly. That is such a weight on your shoulders. And for them to be able to execute the way in which they did in the crowd and environment in which they were getting pelted with snowballs. Still, and, the, and the Bills putting together one hell of a game. Yeah. That she still won. Yeah, I think for me, that's the biggest takeaway. Because we talked about during the week that I expected Josh Allen to make some mistakes. Mm -hmm. I thought this game and, and all the, the gravity of it was going to, to lead to him being so juiced up. And so yeah. wanting to prove that he's the guy and the alpha on that field that it was going to lead to him making some mistakes. And to to not only his credit, because he showed some restraint, but it was a game plan. It was a, it, when we have the numbers that we'll get, I don't want to jump around too much uh, with what they were able to do, but they ran the football a lot. They were bringing a sixth offensive lineman out a lot to try and play a little bully ball, which is weird because on the Chiefs side, again, we'll get into these numbers, we're jumping around. Chiefs kind of did the same thing with three tight ends. Yeah. They played 13 personnel more than they have uh, any other game this season. Uh, and so going back to the numbers that I was looking up earlier mm -hmm. to jump back, uh, contextualizing six straight AFC championship games, between 1970 and 2014, the Chiefs had three playoff wins. And now they've gone to six straight. What, like two? Wasn't it like two in the 60s and one in the 90s? I didn't count the, yeah. Since 1970, they had playoff wins in 1991 and then two in 93. That's the year I was born. Before they so. lost to Buffalo. And that's the game that they were just Charm. avenging the loss to Buffalo. Mm -hmm. And the 93 season, that game's played in 94, but the Thurman Thomas running for like 300 yards or something yeah. that he did in that game. But yeah. What you're saying is it is so in just, it's hard to wrap your mind around. Yes. What the, the, the arrival of Mahomes and before that, the precedent that that Andy Reid set here, combination and culmination of all this coming together. It's crazy. Mean, it's, it's crazy what they've done. Yeah. I can't focus on a damn thing when got me amped up. How about those Chiefs? Cole, man, we appreciate <laughs> hanging out, spending some time with us. We're all pretty amped up as well. Yeah, we feel you, man. Um, you know, we just talked about all the all the stats and all the information out there that is very readily available for people to read about and to understand what Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, mm -hmm. Travis Kelsey, and everybody can do. But yet some still find a way to doubt the Chiefs. So our fearless producer, Tucker Franklin's got some graphics that we're going to show, some screenshots. Um, here you go. Good morning, football. Here are the predictions going into that game. Kyle Brandt, Jason McCourty, Jamie Erdahl, all picking Buffalo 
and our guy Peter Schrager, who has been on the train, driving the train, since day one with Patrick Mahomes being on there the Chiefs' side. Uh, so there are three of four picking against the Chiefs, and then we'll look at the next one. And uh, yeah, Jason McIntyre, he's going to have a rough week. He had a lot, he had a lot of Twitter. things to say. Um, this one's just he's personal. Week. This one's just downright disrespectful. Uh, ranking Mahomes as the seventh best quarterback in the playoffs leading into the divisional round. Uh, only above Baker Mayfield, trailing Jared Goff, Jordan Love, C.J. Stroud, Brock Purdy, Lamar Jackson, and Josh Allen. And not that those aren't great players, but we're talking about Patrick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you got that. And then Dan's A-list, scariest remaining quarterbacks in the playoffs in the divisional round at Patrick Mahomes at number three behind Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. Not Dan. I like Dan. I'll let, I'll give Dan not a slide, but Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson are very dangerous, scary quarterbacks yeah. to face. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes hasn't had guys making consistent plays around him until playoff MVS showed up. Just starts right making all the plays. Right on got time. To. Just <laughs> guy earned all his money. I don't care. I I led the I helped lead the charge, kind of drawing the attention to him when everybody's talking about Sky Moore and. He stepped up, made the plays when he needed to, and you said it before, you're one good game away from redemption. Yeah. And now you just need Kadarius Tony to come back and make a big game against Baltimore and all is right in the world of guys redeeming themselves. And then the final graphic, yeah, this one, our social media manager Joel put out, and a quote from Deion Dawkins saying, Pat has never been to the Bills stadium in full effect. He has no idea what our fans even look like. Good luck. I don't know if he's saying good luck dodging the snowballs that everybody was throwing at our players. I know what their fans look like. It, dude, is Mahomes out there trying to creep on fan bases? Like, he was looking in the crowd that deep. <laughs> Maybe I get the spot. point he's making, but it's just like, all right, man. I don't think he was rattled at all by a change in scenery. I think it was a lot. I think about the, nothing. the Chiefs have so much veteran experience in the playoffs. What I mean by that is I don't care if you've only been here a year, like Rasheed Rice or or two years, like Pacheco. Yeah. They all have that veteran playoff experience or mentality more so because of the people they have in their locker room who have been there before and because yeah. even three like third year players have been there more times than most people in their entire career. So they just have this sense of a calm presence in the playoffs because it's A expected, but B also it's like been here, done that. Yeah. It an interesting dynamic and that's where like the winning culture matters and that guys like Rasheed Rice and last year like the George Karloftis and these guys step into a room with players that not only have done it but they've done it at a high level they want everything that they're trying to accomplish again you don't have to look around and be like hey what do we need to do how do we do this you're surrounded by people who have done it before yeah yeah. and that just not that the players wouldn't fall in line it couldn't fall in line after the fact um, and believe that you're Mm -hmm. that you have the right path and the right leadership and everything to get you there with chiefs you don't have to worry about that at all do you know someone who's done it before you, oh, i was trying to, <laughs> i was trying to set you up man you look like i was like i was giving I you mean, a soft i know all of them i don't we can pretend that i know these guys i was around them a little bit yeah andy reed you got it you sure <laughs> you take it i'm gonna take a little breather another afc championship game for coach reed head coach andy reed has now reached the conference championship game 11 times as a head coach five with philadelphia five or excuse me six with kansas city after defeating the bills 27 to 24 reed will now coach in his sixth consecutive afc championship game if you haven't heard us saying that we're really laying on that point today because it's worth laying on breaking his tie for second with john madden wow for most consecutive conference championship games as a head coach. 
With the victory in the 2021 divisional round, Reed became the first coach in the NFL history to lead a team to at least four consecutive conference championship games on two different occasions. I'll give you the latter half of that because I'm not even infringing on all that is to be said about Coach Reed. Yeah, Reed led the Philadelphia Eagles to four straight NFC Championship games from 2001 to 2004 and has led the Chiefs to six straight AFC Championship games since 2018. And by reaching the AFC Championship game this year, Reed becomes the second coach to ever reach six or more consecutive conference championship games. He trails only Bill Belichick's eight consecutive conference championship game appearances. And Reed said after the game, I'm so proud of our guys and the job they did. The sideline was so positive. You knew it was going to be a tight game because of the caliber of a team that Buffalo has. But the guys just kept their composure through the highs and the lows. And I know he's crediting everybody else. But That's it right. With, exactly. It starts with his ability to <laughs> That's just what I took from it. be even keeled. And yeah, anytime you're approaching what Bill Belichick and New England did in eight straight conference championship games just seems crazy. Yeah. Uh, but super impressive. And speaking of super impressive, uh, we've done 17 minutes of the show. We've only got through two points. So we are going to be on light speed. Uh, and... I say that, and the next one's going to take a little bit because we're going to get into the Patrick Mahomes section <laughs> of the show. I can't speed that one. I was about to say, I was like, how are we going to speed that one up? We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to get into the Patrick Mahomes section of the show. We appreciate you supporting KC Sports Network by listening to our podcast. You have helped us become the highest-ranked Chiefs podcast network in 2022 and 2023. And don't forget about our daily Substack newsletter, the best written analysis you can find on the Chiefs straight to your inbox every day. kcsn.substack.com we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Welcome back to 10 Things here on KCSN. We appreciate you for hanging out. I'm BJ Kissel with Haley Lewis, and we're breaking down 10 things you need to know about the Chiefs win over the Bills. It's time for Patrick Mahomes' section. Patrick Mahomes leads the Chiefs to, a, you know, it was a sixth straight AFC I thought we were going to speed this one up. <laughs> we got Mahomes, a novel. Mahomes threw for 215 yards, going 17 for 23 with two touchdowns, both the tight end Travis Kelsey. After pass after posting a passer rating of 131.6, Mahomes mm-hmm. now has 11 career postseason games with a passer rating of 100 or higher. Mahomes said after the game, when you're on the road, it's you versus them. It's you versus everybody in that stadium. You have to come together as a team, and the guys did that. It's funny that he says this because point during the week, Patrick Mahomes is so good, and not to compare him to Michael Jordan, but like the greats have that ability to find chips. And Nick Leckie and I used to talk about this all the time. Yeah. You find doubters even when they're not even there. You find reasons to get fired up to sure. keep yourself motivated. Sure. I get what you're saying. And when Mahomes walks into a stadium like that, he's like, it's the 53 of us and all the coaches on the sideline versus 70,000 people yeah. in this stadium that all are against us. You know, there could be some Chiefs fans here. Uh, so hearing him say it's you versus everybody in that stadium gets me a little tingly. Because you know when he walks out, he's just like, I'm the baddest dude on the planet. I'm, they're embracing the villain to. era. Yeah. And I love it. We, everybody needs to. Everybody needs to. And I will get into the Taylor Swift stuff later because Swifties are on the Chiefs Kingdom <laughs> side. They're going after people. They're attacking her. Yeah. We only Tucker is after. Not, was the over-under at Anti-Swifties. 20 minutes. We got a Taylor Swift mention. All right. We got some more numbers. Patrick Mahomes versus the Bills in the playoffs according to PFS. All right. Break it down. 79 of 105 for 918 total yards, eight touchdowns, zero interceptions, a 3 and 0 record. 3 and 0 record. Mahomes on throws 10 or more yards down the field versus Buffalo. 6 of 9 for 140 yards and a touchdown. Mahomes on throws past the sticks versus Buffalo. 8 of 11 for 154 wow. yards, one touchdown. On the flip side, Josh Allen completed two passes last night beyond the sticks. Against the Chiefs defense. We'll have more on that here in a little bit. But there's some really interesting stuff about Josh Allen and some of the numbers in the game that he and Joe Brady uh, called. Mahomes off play action in the first two games of these playoffs. 8 of 12 for 120 yards and a touchdown. 10 yards per attempt. I'm just going to keep rolling. Yeah, no. All right. With 11 games, Mahomes has now passed Aaron Rodgers for the third most 100-plus Passer rating games in NFL postseason history. His 215 yards in Sunday's victory give him 4,561 career postseason passing yards across his 16 postseason games. Passing Pro Football Hall of Fame quarterback Dan Marino for the ninth most postseason passing yards in NFL history. Mom's connected on a 22-yard touchdown pass to Travis Kelsey to put the Chiefs up 13-10 in the second quarter. And he connected with Kelsey again for a three-yard touchdown pass to open up the scoring in the second half. We'll have more on Kelsey here in a bit on what those two touchdowns meant for those two. But Mahomes now has 38 postseason touchdown passes, passing Drew Brees for the sixth most in NFL history. With his two touchdowns to Kelsey, the pair now has connected on 16 postseason touchdowns, passing Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski for the most quarterback pass catcher touchdowns in NFL postseason history. Yeah, it was cool to see. Awesome. Cool to see, but also cool to see the the and don't get mad at me for saying the goat himself. But you know he was he was the OG goat. We'll, we'll say it that way. Uh, we have Tom Brady tweeting or retweeting that and saying beasts. When you one up Gronk, you're doing something right. It's pretty. It's just pretty high praise. At this point, you can argue 
best ever, this, that, the other. Like, you're in the point, conversation. I, I don't have a problem with Tom Brady anymore. He's not playing, so I don't. who cares? Yeah, you he, know? He won seven in the head-to-head. He yeah, beat Mahomes. Let's be, let's be real about it. Like, he, Mahomes had that chance. That's why I was so pissed in the Tampa Bay game. Because uh, yeah. he knew he was done. It was like, that was his chance to, yeah, to say, like, I was better than Brady. But when they went to head-to-head in the playoffs, like, Brady won. I know. Did it work out? Brady. Holmes is the greatest all time. I just can't believe that Brady's Mahomes is in like the top 10 in postseason numbers already, and he's 28 years yeah. old. This is It makes you feel old, crazy. that's for sure. Yes. All right. And with his start against the Ravens coming up on Sunday, January 28th, Mahomes will break his tie with Pro Football Hall of Fame quarterback Kenny Stabler for the most consecutive conference championship game appearances by a quarterback in the Super Bowl era. Only Tom Brady has more. Sunday's postseason win marked Mahomes' 13th postseason victory. With 13 postseason wins, Mahomes ties Brett Favre, Ben Roethlisberger, and Roger Staubach. 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 I'm butchering names. For the seventh most postseason wins by a quarterback in NFL history, that one is also crazy to me. But Yeah, this is, I mean, we have so many more things to, like, divulge in about Patrick Mahomes, but what he's been able to do in such a short amount of time is just monumental. And it's kind of hard to wrap your mind around it, what we're talking about. We will not appreciate this until it's over. No, I don't I don't think so. 15, 20 years from now, when we're talking to our great Canyon kids, they're going to be like, holy cow, you saw Mahomes and that's see where the numbers end. Because look where they are now yeah. and all this way that we describe this stuff. Like, imagine what these are going to look like in five or six years and we're talking. It's exciting. Yeah, it is. Right. You know what else is exciting? We have a lot of next-gen stats coming at your yeah, yeah. Right now, we're just going to list them off. On Sunday night, Patrick Mahomes completed all three of his deep passes for a total of 84 yards, his most deep complete deep pass completions in a game this season. I don't think that's uh, terribly surprising. Mahomes completed six of seven passes versus man coverage for 102 yards and a touchdown. He also completed a season-high plus 7.6% of his passes over expected. That's what I love. I was not expecting any of that. That has been the opposite of what we've seen. Yeah, exactly. Where you just had drops left and right, and it's amazing what they can do when the guys around him start making some plays. Now, this was the second game since 2022 where Patrick Mahomes threw at least three deep completions. That's surprising to me, although we've been paying attention to this stuff. Yeah, He's yeah, not yeah. been throwing the ball as deep uh, as we've seen lately, uh, or at least over the past several years. Mahomes threw for three-plus deep completions in 23 of 73 games from 2018 to 2021 with Tyreek Hill on the roster. It's 31.5% of games, whereas going back to what we've seen over the last two years, just 5.3% of games, as it's only happened twice. Here's the interesting stuff. We talk about how the Chiefs um, game-planned against Buffalo and what Andy Reid, Matt Nagy, the whole offensive staff, their goal and game-plan to have success against this Bills defense. And you can see it right here. The Chiefs used multiple tight end personnel groupings on 61.9% of plays in the first half, their highest rate in a game since 2018. So I don't know if it was keeping them in nickel or dime. I'll let right. the lab guys break that kind of stuff down. But the fact that this is the most they've done something in 65, six years tells you they thought they had an advantage. Yeah, they had yeah, yeah. Tight ends, whether it was 12 personnel where there was 13 personnel in right here. The Chiefs passed on 9 of 13 plays with multiple tight ends on the field, gaining 107 yards. It's 11.9 yards per play. I mean, it, ma- it makes sense because 
A, the the defense for the Bills was already banged up. But as as any defense knows, it is so hard to add in, the t- to defend the tight end. You can defend the run, you can defend the pass, but the tight end is that unique character, where that position where it is so hard to scheme and, and plan to defend, especially a tight end like Travis Kelsey. Then you throw in the supporting cast of Noah Gray. Um, and, I mean, we saw a lot of Noah Gray yesterday, and it, it worked out for Kansas City, obviously, as you can see here. Yep, and... We'll sit here and talk about Mahomes and Kelsey, and we'll continue to talk about Mahomes and Kelsey throughout this show. But we got to make a mention of the offensive line yeah. and how well those guys play, because not only did they pave the way for Isaiah Pacheco to pick up some chunk plays in the really? running game, uh, which we've got some more nuggets on that later. banged up, too. And per Next Gen Stats, Ed Oliver and Daquan Jones, uh, the two interior rushers for the Buffalo Bills, have had a lot of success this year, were held to zero pressures on 38 combined pass rushes. Oliver's first game without a pressure since week 13 of wow. 2021. Jones was double teamed on 12 of 17 pass rushes, almost 71% of the time. While Ed Oliver had 10 one-on-one matchups versus Joe Tooney. And Joe Tooney won every single one of those matchups. And for context, Ed Oliver had 65 pressures on the season for the Bills. It was the most on their roster. Daquan Jones, he only played in seven games. But according to Pro Football Focus, he was their highest graded pass rusher. Mm. So, again... They're two best pass rushers based on quantity and quality yeah. on the season. Zero pressures. Shout out Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith, Joe Tooney, the entire interior of the offensive line. You know, tackles are going to help when they stunt and do different things. So that entire group up front got it done in keeping Patrick Mahomes clean, allowing him time to deliver the ball down the field for some of those chunk plays, but also for getting the running game going. Uh, and Isaiah Pacheco was talked about during the week because he didn't play in the game in week 14 against the Bills. He was a difference maker, and it started with the dudes up front. Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> impressive, impressive all around. And when we talked about that, a lot of the injuries last week that of those people who came back, and I think just collectively after hearing hearing all of uh, all that you riddled or rattled down, rattled off. <laughs> it's a long, it's a long novel, but it really just tells you how cohesive the team is becoming at the right time, right? They're hitting, and I know that this is such a football cliche to talk about, hey, they're playing hot at the right time and it's down the stretch. But sincerely, if you look at these stats, you can see how this team is just really blooming at the, at the correct time. And everyone, the collective effort is just coming together. Absolutely. All right, we're moving on Said to the, the Travis bloom. Kelsey. We'll go with it. Bloomy. In his 20th career postseason game, Travis Kelsey had a big day. Yeah, he did. Calling in five catches for 75 yards and two touchdowns. His two touchdowns from Mahomes marked the pair's 15th and 16th touchdowns this season that we talked about earlier, passing Tom Brady and Rob mm-hmm. Kowski. According to PFF, Travis Kelsey had a perfect 158.3 passer rating when targeted yeah. versus the Bills in Sunday night's game in the divisional round. And Patrick Holmes had this to say on the accomplishment after the game. Passing any milestone that includes Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski is special because those are two of the greatest players, and Tom is the greatest player of all time. To be mentioned among those guys and to pass them is something that you appreciate. It speaks to Travis, his work ethic, and his ability to make plays in big games. Patrick Mahomes just always says the right thing. I know. He's he's usually a walking soundbite, usually giving you everything you need. Um, either of you might know this before, but I remember hearing this last night. That's It's been a while since Travis Kelsey has scored... Not only just two in a game, but one touchdown in a game. And I'm trying to find that real quickly here on uh, recent games. But Tuck, do you know that off the top of your head, how long it's been since he scored an actual touchdown? Go reaction is Bears. 
Really? But I think he's probably scored since then. But that's my gut reaction. Okay, awesome. let me let me figure out. So receiving wow. touchdown. <laughs> Philly on November twentieth, and then before that, LA on the twenty second of October. So it had been one, two, three, four, five, six games since he had actually, or so, I'm sorry, six, seven games since let's if keep, you include the Miami. Let's keep rattling offense. off games that Kelsey scored so Tucker's face can just keep going like, oh man, I forgot about all the <laughs> Here, I will say before LA though, oh, it was Minnesota and then it was Chicago. I saw it's close. I put you on the spot. I was close. Three games Minnesota off. Three. Yeah, so I was just close. But anyways, yeah. it's been a, it's been a long it's been damn a time. It's been a minute. But. And then he puts up two in the playoffs and the connection between him and and we were the thing that Sean Barber kept hitting on was the unspoken connection that in chemistry that yeah. these two have that we've seen on the sideline even saying between each other Mahomes or Kelsey comes over and he's like, you didn't even know I was going to go that way. Why did you throw it that way? He goes, I just knew like they just have this telepathy. It, Is that a word? That's a word, right? Something, something like that. Probably the best ever in the postseason. And connections. Uh, but you know what's sad? A list kind of sad. What? As much as we're sitting here talking about them having the most touchdowns and Travis Kelsey having two touchdowns in the playoffs, mm-hmm. passing Rob Gronkowski and all of that, when it comes to the Kelseys and what was trending on Twitter and all the accomplishments on the field, <laughs> it gets completely over. Everything Travis did was completely overshadowed by his brother just having an absolute hilarious, hilarious all-time type moment you see the picture right there apologize for watching the audio go google it you know what i'm talking about where he basically jumps in front of taylor swift i think is what's going on with his shirt off and just celebrating after kelsey's touchdown that was the moment of the game for me and it was from the philadelphia eagle i think his daughter's reaction was everything his daughter tweet or i think it was his wife who showed the tweet from her mother that her their, their daughter said mommy like daddy's boobies are out like <laughs> everyone has seen it I thought it was so funny. Um, the their family. I when you watch the Kelsey uh, documentary that they had, you just it's hard as a Chiefs fan not to fall in love with with Jason Kelsey and his family and, and what they've been, you know, doing. But it's just I'll take a doc. I'll take he's a hilarious keeping up with the Kelseys. Yeah, reality show now that he's I'm done playing, so following Travis and uh, their careers as Jason just continues to build an absolute mammoth of a podcast, number one podcast out there. There you um, go. But crazy. All right, let's move on to number five. Uh, Rice keeps on rolling. Rashi Rice recorded 130 receiving yards in his first postseason appearance last week in the wildcard round. But then, of course, last night, Rice followed it up with another solid performance, catching four passes for 47 yards. In his first two postseason appearances, Rice has amassed 177 receiving yards. His 177 receiving yards are already the most by any rookie in a single season in Chiefs history, and it's now the eighth most receiving yards by a rookie in a single postseason by a rookie in the NFL history. So if you followed all that, he's doing pretty good. With 41 yards after the catch, Rice now has 118 yards after the catch this postseason. Wow, okay. The most by any player this postseason, only trailing wide receiver Jamar Chase. Uh, for most postseason yards after catch in a single season as a rookie in the NFL history, Rice is 118 yards after the catch are the seventh most, most in Chiefs history, regardless of the position or years in the league. That's now, that's impressive. I was doing the math. He's, he gets 70 yards against 
the Ravens, he's not going to catch Jamar Chase until they get the Super Bowl and he goes off. Right, right, but right. But he could pass Torrey Holt and have the second most receiving yards in postseason history for a rookie. That's um, wild. Special. It, Shout out Brett Beach. I feel like in the beginning, it was like we saw these little glimmers and we're like, okay, this might be the guy. And you kind of saw him start to settle into the playbook, start getting that uh, experience. And, and again, Sean Barber was saying this all last night, you know, Give him enough time. It takes so long for it to become second nature where you're not so focused on the route that you can't think about calling an audible midway through it and making a shift. Um, and we're starting to see that from him. He's starting to make those plays where it's like, hey, the play didn't go perfectly according to plan, but you still were a playmaker and went out there and got something done. Absolutely. Sorry about another young player that was getting done as a skill player on the offensive side. And that's Isaiah Pacheco. He rushed for 97 yards on 15 carries and had a four-yard rush into the end zone for what ended up being the game-sealing score in Sunday night's win. Pacheco now has 383 career postseason rushing yards, the third most in franchise history, just three behind Marcus Allen for second, and his 97 yards rushing on Sunday were the most in a postseason game in his career. His longest rush of the night of 29 yards was also the second longest rush of his postseason career. Pacheco added one catch for 14 yards to his performance, giving him 111 scrimmage yards. It was his second postseason performance with at least 100 yards from scrimmage. His other came in the divisional round last season where he put up 101 yards against the Jaguars. And according to Pro Football Focus, Pacheco has six rushes gaining 10 or more yards in these playoffs, which is tied with the Green Bay Packers' Aaron Jones for the most. And per next-gen stats, as I was talking about earlier, Chiefs used 13 personnel which means three tight ends, one receiver. On 11 plays in their divisional round victory over the nickel-heavy Bills, gaining 95 yards on those 11 plays for a 63.6 success rate, it is the highest 13 personnel rate for the Chiefs since 2016. Seven years, they've never used that many, that often of a personnel group yeah. in 13 personnel. And again, averaging eight and a half yards per play when they had those out there. So a lot of talk, especially on the defensive side, we get later into the week, especially as we're getting ready to face the Baltimore Ravens that love bringing out a sixth offensive lineman with Lamar Jackson. Figuring out and having a game plan for stopping that is going to be something that's talked about because Mm -hmm. Buffalo Bills had a lot of success running the football and bringing out that sixth extra offensive lineman. On the flip side, the Chiefs bringing out extra tight ends a lot of success again, eight and a half, yeah. almost eight and a half yards per play uh, when having three tight ends on the field. Talk, will you put up that angry drunk Germans comment again? <laughs> angry drunken, my bad, angry drunken. Uh, yes, I love the 12 and 13 personnel. They clearly wanted to get Gray more involved as well. Love it. I think we can agree too. We loved it. We loved the results as well. So happy to see that it's making Chiefs Kingdom happy as well. So we just get in the matchups. Like that's where yeah. advanced scouting, uh, the quality control guys, the position coaches, the scouts who look ahead on this stuff, mm-hmm. somewhere in there, and we probably never know. Um, but I would really like for, you know, a beat writer to ask Nate Taylor uh to ask a question of, you know, who was it that helped you figure that out? Figure yeah. out the game plan that you guys felt like you had such a strategic advantage with three tight ends on the field and having a base ish type defense um for the Bills out there. Felt like they had an advantage and they were right. Yeah. And a lot of times, as much as we talk about Andy Reid and all of that, there's somebody behind the scenes that was watching a lot of film, crunching a lot of numbers, mm-hmm. that something clicked for him and it was presented and discussed. And I have no reason to believe this other than I know kind of the process, sure stuff works, yeah. that somebody in the Chiefs organization that won't get enough public credit for what they did is 
going to be standing on the sideline celebrating and yeah. no one's going to know who they are. It's like that person deserves a lot of credit. Absolutely. Uh, Before we move on to the next one, we're going to get a little word from Tuck here. Think boy, Tuck. This and our friends cool. over at DraftKings. Yeah, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that'll help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Looking at the line already, Chiefs plus money again, so you can go ahead and make yourself some money. I believe they're plus 140, has three and a half point dogs going on the road, facing those Baltimore Ravens, and you can get on that action by downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and using code KCSN. New customers can bet just five bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code KCSN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text 467-369-HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. I'm not going to You look. crushed that. That was good. Do you... Do you know I have it memorized? Do you really? Yeah, I actually was driving in the car the other day and I said the whole thing. <laughs> I saw I saw a DraftKings I saw a DraftKings billboard and I said and I saw DraftKings sportsbook the crown is it yours. Just, it tricked and I and I just rolled into it, into it and I was like, wow, awesome. I did not know I had it memorized. Oh my gosh! Well, I've read it so I've read it a lot. So. Proud of you. Thank you. Seamless. You read seven. Yeah. Get <laughs> <laughs> a crown. All right, fourth quarter stops. The Chiefs' defense came up big in the fourth quarter of Sunday's divisional round game against the Bills, holding the Buffalo, or Buffalo scoreless in the final period. A three-yard tackle for loss by Drew Tranquil put the Bills in a third-and-five situation. Of course, George Karloftis got his hands on the next pass from Allen, forcing the incompletion with his pass defended. Also, Leah Chanel then took down DeMar Hamlin, short of the line of gain and a direct snap fake punt rush that was probably one of the worst fake punts i've ever seen attempted it did not look good. i thought it was beautiful really well it yes it was, amazing. Beautiful, I thought it was an amazing play but it was uh, piss poor i was yeah. like what i just want to jump into george karloftis play and i agree with uh maddie <laughs> maddie lane talked about this last night on the uh or he wrote about it in the post this morning on the kcsn Substack. make sure you subscribe to the kcsn Substack. it's the one thing that we have with the company that's behind a paywall uh it's 30 dollars a year for the kcsn uh, daily newsletter it'll be sent straight to your email but Maddie talked about last night that the Karloftis getting his hand on that play was the biggest yeah. play it was the turning point in the game for the Chiefs and again talk about you know the touchdowns and the big plays and the Kelsey all that stuff like yeah. plays we should remember George Karloftis getting his hands on that ball that was kind of where things started to sway that was the first kind of like yeah. break in the back and forth whoever's going to get it last scores and Chiefs needed some stops, and they got him. What I thought was interesting about that also is that after George Karloftis did that, he wasn't like a huge celebration. He kind of just did it and walked off, and he was like, all right, let's go. Like, like this is it. Let's so lock nice. in. And I was like, all right. Like, okay, then. It just kind of ends you as the other team because you're like yeah. living and dying on every yeah. big play, and then a second-year player makes mm-hmm. a play like that walks off like, this is what we do. Yeah. Right. After the Bills got the ball, to the Kansas City 27-yard line on what would be their final drive of the night. The Chiefs defense put their foot down again. On first down, Mike Pinnell and Drew Tranquil stopped. Bills running back James Cook for a one-yard gain. Speaking of that sub-stack, Craig Stout had this stat in there last night. James Cook had negative six yards in the fourth quarter. 
of the game last night. Really? Yeah. Crazy. On first, or just read that, the Chiefs then forced back-to-back incompletions, including a quarterback pressure by Charles Amenu on third down, forcing the Bills to attempt a 44-yard field goal. Bills kicker Tyler Bass, never have to buy a drink in Kansas City, missed the kick wide right. And the Chiefs were able to run the clock Bless out of 27-24. Bless There's him. There's two players that don't have to, that never played for the Chiefs that uh, shouldn't have to buy a drink in Kansas City. Ryan Fitzpatrick will always be one. And then Tyler Bass now. Sorry, bud. You can get free barbecue. We'll send you some. Yeah, for real. Probably need some. Bring up. It's probably too soon. Bring up the spirits. Um, people were sending money on the stream last night, like little tips to Tyler. It's like, y'all are wrong. $2 in the foundation. $2 super chats is what we're, what we're being sent. Um. Yeah, I love this. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes after the game. I went over to the defense in the fourth quarter and I told him, "If you guys shut it down, we'll win this game and go to the AFC Championship." That's what they did. Put that on your bulletin board. Why didn't you go tell him do that every other? (laughs) (laughs) No, but we've seen it. We've seen it this season. We've seen Mahomes say this after games multiple times. He's like, "I have leaned on the defense and been like, go finish it for us." And you know, they were able to. They're standing out, doing great. Uh, you want to talk about some of the, the key people who stood out? I'm going to rattle off three defensive okay. standouts real fast. Already. Ruth Karloftis made his presence felt all day. A third and five early in the fourth quarter play we just got done talking about. He batted the pass down from Josh Allen at the line of scrimmage, causing a fourth down for the Bills. Karloftis contributed to a negative play for the Bills in the first half with a tackle for loss on a rushing attempt by James Cook. In all, Karloftis had four tackles, two of which were solo, a tackle for loss, and a pass defense. Nick Bolton, in back-to-back playoff games, Nick Bolton has led the Chiefs defense in tackles with 10 last week against Miami and 13 this week to help seal the victory. Bolton recorded five solo tackles in Sunday night's 27-24 win over the Bills, a new single-game postseason high for Bolton. Sunday's double-digit performance marked Bolton's third postseason game in his career with at least 10 tackles, the most such games in franchise history. I don't know if that's awesome or it's just kind of sad with the history of the Chiefs. That's another one of those. They don't really quite know how to feel about it. And played in a lot of postseason I'm games. Really, had success. really sorry. I got distracted because I was on Twitter uh-huh. and a Bills fan tattooed Bills with the Super Bowl on him and he's in the stands shirtless crying. <laughs> sorry. The broadcast last night that, that cut to the one guy that was just like the Bills fan that was crying. I always feel bad for those people because he's just going to be a meme forever. Because I'm speechless, bro. And he has a, a Bills Super Bowl win. Wow. Um, anyways, I'm sorry. Go back to the meat and potatoes, but that's why I was not paying attention. Bad tattooed too. All right. Chris Jones knocks it out. Defensive to tackle Chris Jones knocks the ball out of Josh Allen's hand on a rushing attempt in the fourth quarter. It was Jones' first career postseason forced fumble, and Jones tallied at three tackles, two of which were solo, past the fence, the quarterback hit, and a forced fumble. Thought the most impressive play that Chris Jones had. Uh, they got into, I don't know if it was quite into the red zone, but it was in shot territory on a, a it was like a deep post or something uh, where Josh Hound wasn't able to step into the throw because Chris Jones took Deion Dawkins for a ride, basically threw him into Cancun uh, is what Chris Jones did on that play. Uh, but basically just bullied him all the way back into <laughs> Josh Allen's face. Josh Allen wasn't able to step into the throw and ended up being a little bit short. And that's another one of those throws. And you watch the way that mm-hmm. the route kind of developed at the very end of it where Josh Allen was able to put more on that throw and get into it, he was going to be open. And so I think Chris Jones saved a touchdown uh, on that rush right there. And another one of those plays that can't forget. And looking at quarterback pressure since week 14, according to Pro Football Focus, Chris Jones, 35. Yeah. Next, George Karloftis, 18. And 18's not bad. Uh, Chris Jones, I think he had like 
34 of those mm-hmm. uh, in week 18 trying to get his bonus against the Chargers. Just completely not playing the run at all. Really just, just trying to get his bonus. Eating himself. <laughs> and it was one of those fun moments throughout the year. But uh, also Trent McDuffie's the highest graded cornerback remaining yeah. playoff teams according to Pro Football Focus. And here's the one, Ailey, that I thought was most, most interesting about this game. It's a stat from Pro Football Focus. Or excuse me. This stat is from Next Gen Stats. Okay. Josh Allen completed all 16 of his passes thrown behind the line of scrimmage, tied for the most completions behind the line of scrimmage in a game in the Next Gen Stats era. Allen completed just 10 of 21 passes beyond the line of scrimmage for 95 yards and a touchdown, only two completions past the sticks. 21 passing attempts for Josh Allen and the arm strength and all the stuff we talked about for 95 total yards. So less than five yards per attempt for Josh Allen on balls beyond the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. He was checking it down, short passes in and around the line of scrimmage. Uh, just a very interesting game plan. Extra offensive lineman not throwing the ball down the field. And I think once you got into the fourth quarter with those three stops that we talked about earlier, yeah. it's like Steve Spagnuolo, they finally figured out what they were doing. It's like, okay, we're going to stop James Cook and the Bills are not going to be able to mm-hmm. beat us. And we'll, they'll take some shots and they'll throw the deep balls and... Um, Justin Reed was down there. We saw different cornerbacks. Jalen Watson made a couple nice plays um, where they threw some contested balls down the down the field, and the, the DBs are right there. But uh, they shut things down around the line of scrimmage, particularly there in the fourth quarter. Yeah, all in all, I think it's just wild to see that the Bills, I mean, you have Josh Allen going 26 of 39, 186 yards through the air, 72 on the ground, a touchdown throw, zero interceptions. They have the ball for 37 minutes, almost 15 minutes more than the Chiefs had the ball. 27 first downs, zero turnovers, and they lost the game. They gave it everything they could. They had a great, I mean, honestly, it was a, yeah, you're talking about some of the differences, but I mean, they put up a good, a good try, and Kansas City was still able to beat them. A good effort. Yeah. Good try, good effort. Good job, Good kiddo. luck year. Good luck. You gave your best. Um, I also just realized, oh, if you want to... If you want to finish some points it's there, negative. but it's just the last point that we have here, and okay. then we'll answer any questions anybody's got in the chat uh, as we wrap this one up. Again, appreciate all of you for hanging out. But um, this is one one negative thing, and we'd be spending a lot of time talking about this yep. if uh, this hadn't happened. Uh, that the there was one player on the Chiefs roster that was more excited about that victory and the way that it transpired in the fourth quarter uh, above anyone else, and that was McCole Hardman. Yeah, uh, not that anyone's gonna forget uh, McCole Hardman. The Chiefs had a chance to put that game away a few different times and hadn't taken advantage of it. And that was what was starting to make me feel a little sick during the stream last night. But I thought this stat was interesting from Next Gen Stats that when Jordan Poyer forced the fumble from McCole Hardman at the one-yard line, that the fumble went through the end zone that resulted in the Bills' touchback. The Bills' win probability after that play increased from 17.4% to 40.9% as a result of that one play. Mm. It was a plus 23.5% chance of the Bills yeah, in that game because of one play. Uh, that was the one that was making me sick to my stomach of like, don't make it be something like that. But then again, yeah. it was kind of like, those are the things that have kind of bit the Chiefs. Talking about Mark Genevere, and yet they overcame it because the defense. I, I was a little bit scared. I thought worst case scenario, say it went through the uprights and all of a sudden we got a tied game. The Chiefs did have a still a little bit of time where they could have yep. potentially done something. But had that game gone to overtime, 
I don't know if between Tucker and I, there were enough anxiety pills to control that environment. I couldn't have handled it. Not again. I don't know if I would have stayed on the live stream watch party. It would have gone into overtime. I cannot. I don't like watching games for people. Um, <laughs> it doesn't even matter if it's like a football game. I'll watch my son's basketball. I just like pace. I yeah. Off on the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pace and mumble to myself. Like, so like pressure. <laughs> I. We feel you. We feel you. I don't like watching games around people. I got I got outed by a few of the KCSN uh, diehard people that were like, you really do kind of like go off by yourself and watch on TVs that yeah. nobody's around during games. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. There's the one word I'm saying. When, when I was doing the live stream, I was literally talking about how the fact that you were like wandering yeah. back and forth and then you would hide over by the bar by yourself and watch it and then do these little movements. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, there's there's BJ. I get animated. <laughs> I let it out every once in a while. But the, the Chiefs are going to the, did you know that they're going to their sixth straight AFC championship game? Rumor. Yeah. Uh, Going to take on Baltimore, and we got a lot to break down this week about that. Yeah, we'll have plenty of content. The Only Weird Games guys will be going live later today along with the KC Lab, uh, so make sure you stick here to KC Sports Network. Really excited to to see the breakdown this week as well. Yeah, me too. As Matt Hamilton and Chase Daniel will break down three of the plays from the Chiefs offense in this matchup, and that will be on the KCSN YouTube channel. It's the only place mm-hmm. you can find uh, a former NFL quarterback, let alone a former NFL quarterback who played for Andy Reid, who knows these plays. <laughs> which is the coolest part of that entire breakdown is a lot of times and guys who do breakdowns, I remember Matt Bowen uh, does a lot of breakdowns for ESPN now told me years ago that even with all of his experience, when he watches film only about 50% of the time, does he really know what's going on? Yeah. And for somebody at that level, who's played at that level who coaches and all of that to say that it's like, okay, it's okay to say you don't know what's going on. But yeah. When it talks to Chase Daniel, he literally is like, we ran this play. I know yeah. what this yeah, point yeah, yeah. is. So it's pretty cool to be able to just be informed and educated in that way and learn kind of the nuances mm-hmm. of Andy Reid's offense and what they've done well, where the struggles are, and why a lot of the problems isn't necessarily it's his fault, it's his fault. They just see it the same way. Yeah. And it seems like the Chiefs and these young receivers and Patrick Mahomes, they're starting to see it the right way. Yeah. And they're starting to see it the same way. And NBS just catching the damn ball, which is great. It's been amazing. An NFL receiver doing his thing. It happens. We I'll love it. When the guys catch the football. All right, well... That is it for 10 things. We have any questions or comments stuck? Yeah. Let's get back to a couple before we go. Lee Gunner, how concerned are we about Tooney's injury? It's a pack injury. Those are really hard. So I'm pretty concerned. I mean, the o has played, good rotation though. So if it's completely torn, I don't know the details. I don't yeah. think they probably came out with them. Um, we'll know more. Maybe we Wednesday get probably. Wednesday and get the first injury report uh, if some of the national guys don't sniff around and get yeah. it ahead of time. Um, guys have played through pec injuries before, but if it's torn, then you can't play through that. So it'll be battering of the extent, uh, but not what you want to see. Mm-hmm. But Chiefs aren't in this position without him playing the way that he did. Yeah. Uh, in that game, we talked about it before. Uh, him and Ed Oliver and Daquan Jones helped shut it down. Also a big hit with Willie Gay, Mike Edwards. We're waiting to find out kind of those those situations as well as Derek Nadi, Will Wanya Morris clear concussion protocol. That would be someone who could just help beef up the O-line. Um, I know that they might have to make some rotations inside and outside, but again, it's just, uh, yep. there's, a, there's a few banged up players we'll have to figure out, and I think... You've got an experienced guy. you got Nick Allegretti, uh, the energy Ooh. giver on the sideline. Right, he came in and did an exceptional job. Yep, so we got different uh, we shall guys who will step up and be ready to go. I will say that Willie Gay tweeted out after the game that he'll be ready to go. Uh, he had the neck injury, but like, again, he could just be saying that, right? But, yeah. Uh, he yeah. did say he'd be ready. 
this you hear neck and like you're immediately like oh damn that's very serious. cautious yeah if it was a super serious neck injury i feel like there'd be more reports coming out agent different people would be putting stuff out mm-hmm. there expressing concern for his well-being all that kind of thing so anyway we'll have more obviously getting you prepped and angry junk in german where do you feel this victory ranks versus other playoff victories the last five years that's a great question that I'm not prepared for right now. I would it's say it's it's up there, but I mean, it's not going to be the 13-second game for me. That's probably my favorite yeah. game it's that I've ever watched. The Houston. Or, or, the com- this or the Titans game. I would say it's like, here's the sad, here's the awesome thing. We have so many good games to pick from that this probably ranks mid for me. I think somebody said that going into the Which game. Which is crazy. It's not a knock on Josh Allen, but somebody said, like, this is the biggest game of Josh Allen's career going into it. And I mean, it was. Top eight game for Patrick Mahomes and there and that sums it up that does again a luxury Doug do we have any more comments we're gonna wrap this thing up all right let's wrap this show up yeah we appreciate all you for hanging out whether you're watching live or listening to the podcast or watching the video after the fact we appreciate your support and we know that everything we've done over the last three years at KCSN wouldn't be possible without all of your support so we appreciate you if you liked a lot of this information you can get a lot of this stuff uh, in written form every day on the KCSN Substack, so you can subscribe to that there's a link in the description of both the podcast and the YouTube that will send you to the Substack and get all that great stuff. And yeah, special shout out to Mission Taco Joint for taking care of us last night with the tacos. In and holiday. Everybody at Holiday Distillery. And KCSN is going on the road later this week as the lab guys, myself, Tucker, and uh, and some other people we'll get to later. Uh, we'll be going down to Dallas to cover the Boys East West Tribe game again because... <laughs> It wouldn't be Chiefs playoffs if we weren't on the road for the AFC Championship game while we were covering the Shrine Bowl. Uh, But we'll be doing all the same great content. Just be doing it down from an Airbnb in Dallas. So appreciate everybody for hanging out. Can't wait for the stories. It's going to be great. (laughs) It is going to be great. See you later.